0: In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, apologies, I was just running late. Amen. Amen. Without waste of time, let's turn to our Bibles. First Corinthians, fifty-one. Brother Philip is just at the airport, just accompanying uh, his daughter. Family back to Australia, and we wish them a traveling mercy. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians. 51. First Corinthians 15, verse 51. If you have found it, you can say Amen. 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 It reads in this manner if it is found, Behold, I show you a mystery. We know that at the moment somebody says, I show you a mystery you know that it is not something that is known by everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, The secret of, the, the revelation of the mystery is for a specific class of people. Now, he continues, he says, but we shall all be, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Not that we shall die, that we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I think you remember during the convention, Brother Steve uh, took his time to show you what is a moment and what is the twinkling of an eye. He said, it's a change of focus. Amen. It doesn't mean that it's a matter of blinking. You were focused on the things of the world, now you're focused on the things of God. Amen. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How many say thanks be to God as we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. We approach your throne of mercy. Songs have been sung unto you. We just want to commit ourselves to you. We have read the scripture, but we are depending on the divine inspiration. We commit everything to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So you can take your seats. And while you are taking your seats, I would invite you again in the book of Corinthians, uh, chapter 3. 1 Corinthians, chapter 3. Uh, Brother Chetty is in Devon. Amen. Uh, he just it. A quick family commitment, but they are back before Sunday. Amen. Verse 19, that is First Corinthians chapter 19. It says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in me for all things are yours. Let no man glory in me. Amen. Because the, there's only one that deserves our glory is the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we agree that we live during a time where people take glory or... Glorify me instead of glorifying God. For It says, for all things are yours. Are you here, believers? For all things are yours. Because the moment you can tell me that all things are mine, I would want to know what are those things so that I can check whether do I possess them or do I not possess them. And if I don't possess them, that means I live below my God-given privileges. Whether Paul or Apollos, so all things include Paul is ours, Apollos is ours, Cephas is ours, or the world, the world is ours, or life, life is ours, or death, death is ours, or things present, or things to come, are all yours. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do do you see what you own this evening? Paul, was he the messenger of God? Uh, He says, he's yours. Apollos, was he a messenger of God? He's yours. Cephas was he a messenger of God? He's yours. The world, but when we speak about the world, we speak about a system. When it says the world, it doesn't refer to the sentence in the New York. It refers to a divine order of God. It is ours. Or life. It is So you are entitled to life. The beauty, um, my question would be, if you own death and you own life, why would you own death? It's, the Bible acknowledges that all men are mortal and shall die. But in our death, we are assured that life is ours. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means there is a, a life that cannot be swallowed by death. Are we together? And what people deem to be a life is not a life. There is a real life. A real life is a life in Christ. Are we together? Or things present or things to come are all yours. The reason I'm talking about this message, I want to speak on the resurrection. Uh, we just got a, a, a message that Pastor Blessing Chisa passed away. In Zimbabwe, uh, a very gallant soldier of the Lord. Uh, if you, uh, I think it was Pastor Chisindi, he said, he was telling me, he says, Brother Majiba, you know, there are, a person can be a gentleman and not be a Christian. Have you met a gentleman? who are not Christians. And he says, one can be a Christian and not be a gentleman. Have you met Christians who are Christians but are not gentle Christians? But he said, you see, with Brother Chesa, he's both. He's a Christian gentleman. Uh, I went together. I mean, those that are from Zimbabwe would know him. Uh, And it's quite amazing. He gave me a call last week, Thursday morning, and said, Brother Madiba, you know Zimbabwe is your second home? I said, no, I know uh, Pastor." And he says, then when are you coming home? I said, then we've got to plan. He says, I will be arranging the meeting soon. I would want you to come over. I said, I will definitely come. I did not know that that was the last call that he would ever make in the last discussion that would ever have. Amen. The details is that every Monday, as it was his custom, he went to do fishing. And while he was fishing, there was an issue with his fishing line. While attending to it, a wave came from nowhere, and the the boat capsized. And then he managed to uh, move to a closer tree, a, or, or a branch that was overlapping into the river. He climbed on the tree, but while he was there waiting for help, then the branch broke off, and then he he he, he, he drowned. Then uh, it was around two p.m. on today's Wednesday, or I think was it yesterday or a day before Monday. Monday, two two p.m. And then I got a call from his brother around 9 o'clock in the evening telling me about what was happening. So the body was only uh, retrieved yesterday morning. Amen. But what I, what I like is he knew what he believed in. And somebody just as a consolation send me a clip which I would have played for you when he uh, Pastor Shesa was preaching and he said it doesn't matter how you go, whether you go you get burnt in the fire or whether you 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 drown in the deepest sea. That's him saying that. The last message that he preached on Sunday was the restoration. Uh, so you you can see that the things that we are speaking about, it's things that are real to us. How many people say this message is real to us? So such things, when they happen, we are not perplexed. We are not moved. We know where we stand. We're together. There's one that has gone beyond the curtain of time, and so how it's like. And we've got a report of how things are like. And I think if you would ask him, you would say, or you would ask all the saints that have gone beyond the curtain of time they will tell you that we don't want a return ticket mm-hmm. we don't want to come back here we are fine where we are mm-hmm. but, but uh, while I'm going to get into this I, I want to ask you a question when people that were in church and people that have heard the word, and people that have preached, and people that have sung. Many of them never knew that it was their last service. Many of them never knew that it was the last song that they were singing. Many of them did not know that it was the last sermon that they were preaching. It's only in retrospect when we go and revisit what have said and it tells us that it must have been an inspiration or for those that are not spiritually inclined they would call it a premonition but I believe a believer does not have a premonition, a believer something God tells you something before I get here we we buried a sister that was at Pastor Mugobi this sister I'm just giving you a testimony of current events They were on their way to a funeral. While they were in the car, the sister asked the occupants, fellow occupants in the car a question. says, what would happen if where we go, I don't come back? Obviously, they didn't understand. They just dismissed it and laughed it off. She repeated the same question. What would you say? if I don't return. After 30 minutes after that discussion, they were involved in an accident. She was the only one that died in that accident. My question is, something must have told her, you are about to go. And prior to that, we are told that somebody came to her and said, you know, you are so spiritually mature. And people kept on making those remarks. Little did they know that they were actually affirming that it's time for her to go. What am I saying? It's not not something that I would want to scare you. Some of you, one day would preach to you for the very last time. And some of you, you would hear the scripture for the last time. But before you get to that moment, the question is, Are you ready for that moment when it comes? The question is, when everybody is saying uh, whatever that they have known about you, you, wherever you are, you would be. Would you be certain that now you are safe? Amen. I'm not trying to scare you about death. Death does not scare a believer. Death scares an unbeliever because the unbeliever is uncertain of what lies beyond the curtain of time. But a believer knows there is a body waiting for me. Amen. Brother Brennan says in the message an absolute. He says if you are a real believer in God and being born again don't be scared of death. Are we together? (laughs) But if you, I I will just take the reverse of the statement. If you are not a real believer you had much better be afraid of death. But if you're a real believer and being born again, don't be scared of death. Is the best thing could happen to you. Almost Paul said, to mean to live is Christ, to die is gain. You know why you're not saying amen when brother prophet says death could be the most wonderful thing that could happen to you? Is because you wonder what is best in death. Let me tell you, what you deem to be life is just the negative. There is the positive somewhere. There is a land where this body will never be sick. There is a land where this body, the body will never age. And I'm not referring to this terrestrial body. When you are a believer, you actually have the luxury of different, different dwelling places. It's like, it's like if, I, if I was to have a house in Pretoria and have a house in uh, Weedbank, if I could hear that the, wa- the house in Weedbank or the house in Pretoria is demolished or is destroyed, what am I going to do? I'm going to move to the other house. Zinso. Yes. But if I do not have the other house, then I become what they call destitute. I become homeless. So, when you are a believer and we are born again, you've got the terrestrial body, and there is another body which we call the theophany body. As soon as you die, you move from this body, you get into your theophany. Are we together? But if you are not a believer, you do not have another body. What does it mean? Even at the Day of Judgment, when the books would be opened, the Bible says, I saw the, the youngs and the smalls standing before the throne of judgment. And my prophet says, the reason they are in that manner is because they are appearing at the day of judgment in the body in which they sinned.
1: Yeah.
0: An unbeliever does not have a theophany. And when I say an unbeliever, I need to qualify that. There are people that are unbelievers that will be believers. And the reason they are believers is because their divine part is calling them back into the divine kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. You are a believer because there is something in God's economy that is calling you back into the, the mainstream of the kingdom of God. But if you are an unbeliever, uh, you hear the gospel, but it does not move you. You hear the, the scriptures, you read the Bible, it does not move you. But every genuine Christian at some point in time, they were worried about where would they go should they die. Are we together? Uh, I hope you're still with me here. Now, we'll get into some of the statements that Brother Brenham spoke about. But as a believer, you need not to be afraid. Now, I want to explain A process that he has explained when a believer dies. Or let me start when an unbeliever dies. When an unbeliever dies, it's a a sorrowful sight. And maybe, well, Edith, science says when you die, there's about seven minutes of brain activity before you die. Why is there seven minutes of brain activity before you die? Those that have had near-death experiences, they explain that when we were involved in an accident, my whole life flashed before me. What does it mean? Is it possible? I have told you that it is possible. Science indicates that you would never dream more than three, uh, three minutes. So that means in your dream, all the activities that happen in your dream, they happen within the confinement of three minutes. And if that is the case, that means before you die, your life, the decisions that you made throughout your life, they come in display. If they were horrible, we know that in hospitals, when that time comes, those that do not know where they are going, they scream at the top of their voices. Why are they screaming? It's because they are now stepping into a bottomless pit. They do not see the light at all. So they come into a spiritual abyss, into this bottomless pit, and they begin to fall, and they, they scream at the top of their voices. And if you have been next to the people that have, I, some of you might have experienced that. I have experienced that. But I have as well experienced incidences where a believer was about to die. They do not scream. They are just to relax. They are content. It's about when you see where you are going and your destination is determined by the kind of life that you live, not on Sunday, but on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, because you can be taken off the scene at any time. And let me, there is nothing as democratic as death itself. Death, it takes a black man, it takes a white man, it takes an Indian man, it takes a young person, it takes an old person, it takes a woman, it takes a man, it takes all. Are we together? Then that means everybody must be prepared for that time. But we are not preparing ourselves because we are afraid of hell. If you are the type of a person that you would want to become a child of God because you are afraid of hell, let me tell you something. It may be the case that you are not a child of God. Because why? We serve him because we love him. It is not on the the basis of what he's going to give us, it's on the basis of that we just love this communion with our heavenly father. Are we together? Now, when you die as an unbeliever, your soul gets separated to the body. As soon as the soul leaves the body. The body goes into; it becomes cold. It becomes dark, It dies. Cells, everything. Blood circulation stops. Now that's when they say you have moved on. But a lot of times we only see a part that is being announced that he has died. But what happens to the part that we did not see? Now we have now passed beyond an issue where we say. Does a human being have a soul or does not he have a soul? Science has proven, there is a study that was made where it was proven they observed the people when an animal died, they put a, a, an animal on a scale. And as soon as an animal died, there was no change in the weight of the animal. But when a human being died, there was a change of weight until science said it, it shows that something of substance leaves the body. Are you here, folks? Yeah. But after that thing of substance has left the body, if you are an unbeliever, it goes into the bottomless pit. Right now, we do not have hell. Are you here, believers? Yeah. We have what we call a prison house. The natural times, the spiritual, if they arrest you now, they don't put you in prison. They put you in a waiting cell. You cannot go to a prison until you have appeared before a magistrate or a judge. And after you have appeared before a magistrate and a judge, then you are sentenced to prison. Are we together? So you cannot go to hell now because there's not been judgment. The prophet says you go into what we call a prison house. Now, what is a prison house? A prison house. The prophet was taken there. Right there is the spirits that are falling into the bottomless pit and they are busy making a funny noise as they are falling, uh, falling into that bottomless pit. I want you get The prophet at the age of seven, he went there. He said, I cried for mommy, and mommy was not there. And let me, I cried for dad, and dad was not there. He says, I cried for God. There is nothing that resembles Godless in hell." Now... In what state are you in? They call it, it's like you're in a a sleep paralysis. When you're in a sleep paralysis, you're caught between being conscious and being in a sleepy mode. Are we together? When you're in a sleep paralysis, you can hear people talking, but you can't wake up and speak to them. If you are in the midst of the fire, you scream, you kick, you kick, you are busy, sweating, nobody hears you. People are in the room, they are just talking to each other. Uh, uh, It's only when you wake up and say, didn't you hear me scream? Did you hear me uh, kicking the blankets? No, we didn't hear anything. You were in a sleep paralysis. So when an unbeliever dies, they go into that state. The reason they're in that state is because their time on earth is done. They cannot return back here, and they are not ready to go to heaven, so they are stuck in between. They fall into a bottomless pit. But that soul still has consciousness, still remembers the activities that took place here. How do I know the rich man and Lazarus? The rich man remembered how things were here, because why? As soon as you die, your soul does not lose consciousness. The, the seven adventists got it wrong. They think that as soon as you die your soul is in the grave. No. The soul is a being. It has its own consciousness. You remember all the services. You remember all the preachers. You remember all everything that you have read. But unfortunately you cannot come and fix it. Are we together? And how long are you going to fall? For as long as we are waiting for judgment. But let's come to when you are a believer. Let's go back to what we're reading about in 1 Corinthians 15. Let's go verse to verse 12, 15, verse 12, chapter. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no Resurrection of the dead. Our, our for a lack of a better word, our religion as Christians is not based on anything else. It's based upon the resurrection. Now, if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Why is it in that manner? If the hate rose from the dead, the body will rise from the dead. Are you together? Yes. Now, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, yes. and your faith is also vain. Yes. If we do not have a hope that once you have accepted this weight, and you die, and you will not rise again, then our preaching is in vain. Yes. And your faith is in vain. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. And we, yeah, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. Are we together? Now, he continues, he says, For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. The reason we know that Christ is raised, we don't have a scientific so somewhere Where they said they discovered the cloth that had covered the body of Jesus and they had put it in some museum for people to come and view it. Let me tell you something some of the things when we try to prove Christianity, we bring reproach to Christianity. Are we together? You don't need a cloth that covered the body of Jesus to know that Jesus rose from the dead. What you need is the life that was in Jesus. To be in you, then it serves as an evidence that he rose from the dead. Are you with me? Now he says, For they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. That means if Christ has not risen, those that have fallen or fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Are we together? And the Buddha religion has got this funny idea that he when you die, you come back and be reincarnated as a cat. That's a, that's a, that's a hellish doctrine. Yes, doesn't work like that. Brother, and when you die, you don't become an angel. You, are, you become who you are now. Are we together? Yes. Brother Brother say I used to think that I will be an angel, but I realized I'm not going to be an angel. I will always be a son of God. Yes. Then 19... 19- if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are, all, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by men came death, by men also came the resurrection of the dead. If through the genetic pool of Adam came death, through the spiritual genetic pool of Christ comes life. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all men be made alive. But every man in his own order. And while every man in his own order? I want to bring it here. Brother Bremen, when he speaks about the order of the resurrection, he says, When they resurrect from the dead, you would not immediately recognize Paul because Paul never lived during your time he says that what's going to happen you're going to recognize the people that lived during your generation stay with me here if you are meant to recognize the people that lived during your generation it means there are people that are living during your generation that must die to serve as a proof of a resurrection when it happens are we together the, this, this is a delivery delivery some have got to go but some, as I'm preaching right now, I believe. There are some that are in the building that do not need an undertaker. There are some that are in the building that do not need a grave to be done. There are some in the I could have never said this during the time of Paul. Because there was, there was no such a promise. All that came around the ministry of Paul, they came and died. All that came around the ministry of Irenaeus, they came and died. But in our time, we are the last people in the race. And I can boldly say there are people that are in the message that do not need an undertaker, that do not need a grave, that do not need a coffin. They will go by the way of the rapture. Are we together? I hope you are with me. Now, then you will begin to recognize and during that time, it is an experience that only believers would experience. Right there, unbelievers would not know what is happening. And uh, don't, don't try to play uh, a gimmick with God or try to bargain with God and say, me, I'm just waiting for the time when I hear that there is a commotion that believers have resurrected. By that time already, the door of the ark is closed. And if it is closed, no man can open it. I, I I I hope I can drive it, folks. There's a couple that came to Brother Branham and they had a son that used to come with them to the service, and the son died, and the son was not baptized, and it bothered the parents. This boy was always in the service gone to conferences, where is he? Because when he died, he had not made the decision to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal savior. It bothered the parents. And when your loved one goes and you've got an uncertainty that they have made it, you get bothered. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Have they made it? Have they not made it? but uh, I want to move the same degree of concern that you have for a loved one and for you to have it for yourself this evening now they came to the prophet and they said we are bothered about this and the prophet said I will pray about it and later brother Brandon says uh, he came to them and said listen I went and searched the region of the lost (laughs) and I could not find you a Sunday.
1: Yes.
0: Hallelujah! This, this is the ministry that can search the region of the lost. And, and, and while at it there maybe some of you are worried about your loved ones that have gone. Don't ever make a conclusion about them because you don't know what transpired in that moment before they go. Brother Brenham says that we are going to meet a lot of people in heaven... That are going to surprise us. Never ever write anybody off. You don't know. Somebody could be in a stroke. Maybe being unconscious for seven days. And while they are there, they are unconscious. They are worried. And as they are worried like that, then they begin to reconcile with God. And before you know it, then they die. And you are sitting there you say, but they were not baptized. The thief on the cross was not baptized. But I'm not encouraging you to come into church and, and really uh, adopt a laissez-faire attitude. You've got to work out your salvation. If you are within the sound of my voice, you've got an opportunity. And if you don't make it, it's your own fault. I hope we are together. And uh, how many remember Steve Jobs, the owner of uh, Apple Company? April, I'm told, it can afford to give every person around the world $100 US dollar. US. Every person that is alive, including a child, is the only company that no other company matches them when it comes to cash reserves. But Mr. Jobs developed a a cancer. And when he was in that state, he said, I now realize that success was not all about it. Yeah. Why? It's because right in the midst of success, he realized that the most important ingredient was God. Amen. I hope we are together here. Now, let's continue where we were. Are you still with me? Now let's go to verse 35. He says, but some men will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? I will ask the very same question and say, if you ask how the body comes in the resurrection, the first thing that you need to ask, how does the body come in in the birth? Brother Brahman says, do you know that you are a miracle the in the mess things that are to be? He says, do you know that your natural birth is a much greater miracle yes. than the vision birth? Yes. Go and check it. Punch it in your computer, you'll find it. Why is he saying that? We realize that when, when you were just a, a tiny cell or just a, a cell in your grand-grandfather and the cell cell moved on your great-grandfather, your grandfather, as I often say in this church, could not die until he were expressed through your grandfather. And your grandfather could not die till you were expressed through your father. And as soon as your father expressed you, your father could die. So the reason your great-grandfather was preserved is because he had you in his loins. So that means God had to preserve your seed right from the book of genesis until you are manifested during your time and when you are manifested let's check the conception process i mean i'm talking to a mixed audience here but i'll find a way of putting it when a cell is released we are told that it is going through an acidic passage and most cells they die there but why did you not make it and when you look at that cell, it's just a watery stuff. But within that watery stuff, there are hundreds of billions of potential bodies. But your body is the one that overrun other bodies. Are we together? And within that watery substance, beards are already there. The bones are already there. Are we together? And I'm talking about something in its potential. And if God can make a watery substance to be a big human being with such a long hair, with such a long beard, with so many bones, our God is greater than all gods. Yes. And if he allowed us to come in that way, I believe that he, can, he will rise you from the dead. And that is why this evening I'm making an open invitation. If you are without the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest investment that you could ever make in your entire life is to invest your life in the Lord Jesus Christ. It will never perish. Amen. Are you folks? Amen. Amen. let 's continue. The Bible says if you ask such a question, I think a foolish question deserves a foolish answer. But I remember says if you ask me from the head, I respond to you from the head. If you ask me from the heart, I respond from the heart. While well, I read, there are questions in COD that were asked from the head. And the prophet responded from the head. And there are questions that were asked from the heart. He responded from the heart. You you want me to go to some of the questions? Brother Branham? is it wrong for me as a believer to work for a tobacco company? There's a believer asking. I believe it was from the head. Brother Branham says, okay, tobacco is used for different things. It's used for medicinal purposes. But I believe that if you work at a place where you think... It brings a reproach on your testimony. As a believer, you need to move away from that. But a person that only hears the mind part, they say, ah, he says there is nothing wrong. Uh, Tobacco is for medicinal purposes. Are you here, sisters? Can I wear pajamas at night in my trousers? It depends how you you, you hear that. Amen. I'm not going to get into your bedroom with your bedroom stuff, but uh, as soon as the house bends down and you run into the streets, it becomes our matter. Amen. So we don't just leave it like that. Amen. Now, let's continue here. Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. Why? It cannot be quickened until it dies what is happening if you plant the seed and you put it into the ground it has to go through a process where it looks like it gets into a rotten state and when you look at the seed, you don't have hope that it will ever come again but it's because from that state of disorder god is bringing another order as long as it gets the right amount of sun and gets the right amount of moisture, it will rise again. Amen. Are we together? Your body has got to be developed. Your body is not perfect. We can have broad shoulders, we can have beautiful cheeks. But after a while, your body begins to stoop low, wrinkles begin to appear. You can put as much anti aging products, but at some point in time, nature has got to take its course. Yes. My question is when your body goes into that state of disorder, is there another body that has been developed for the new order? Yes. Amen. And thou, verse 37, and thou which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be but bear grain. It may. Yes. It may chance of wheat or do some other grain. Are we together? But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies, bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one. The glory of the terrestrial is another. Are we together? The terrestrial it perishes. But the celestial does not perish. But the the celestial let's put it this way when Jesus died. When Jesus was hanging on the cross and gave up the ghost they came and took the body and put it into the tomb. The spirit went back to God. The soul Went into the region of the lost. Are we together? He preached to the souls that refused the message during the time of Noah, but he said to God, I give up my, he gave up his spirit to God. The spirit went back to God. The soul went into into the region of the lost. The body went into the grave. When the resurrection came, the spirit located the soul where it was, and the soul located the body where it was. And when they came together, there was a resurrection. Are you here, folks? So that means you are a triune being. You are a spirit, you are a body, hallelujah, and you are a soul. And when death comes, the spirit goes back to God, the, the body goes into the grave. Depending on how the soul works, it either goes to the fifth dimension or it goes to the sixth dimension. But on the day of the resurrection, the soul has got to come back to pick up the body. And your, your soul knows where your body is. It could be burnt in the fire, but your soul will call all those 16 elements together.
1: Yes.
0: That is the hope that we have this evening.
1: Amen.
0: And while at it, a prophet is lying on the bed. And now uh, there are certain things, that's why we love our prophet, he was very honest. He wasn't Mister Noid know it all. He depended on God. When you go in the book of Adoption, when he explains the process of death, how you see the river, go and check it. But when God took him to experience that, he says, I was lying on the bed. And all of a sudden, I started marching. And I moved out of the body. It now it is an out-of-body experience. Then he says, I looked at my body. And it was still lying there on the bed. Right on his, in his room. Then he says, I started walking. And as I was walking, then brothers and sisters were coming from nowhere. Amen. Heaven. He didn't fly to heaven. He changed the dimension right in the room. And he says right there, they began to come. Oh, God bless you, brother Brennan. It is wonderful to see you. He says, I didn't recognize them. And the voice says, do you recognize them? He says, right there, there was a young woman that came and greeted me. She was around the age of 21. And the voice said, do you recognize them? He says, I don't have, I have no idea of who she is. They say, she was 90 years when you led her to Christ. So that body, in heaven, we don't have a baby. Adam never became a baby. In heaven, we don't have an old man. Adam was not an old man. At the prime of your age, between 18 and 21, that's exactly how you would be. But hear me out and hear me out very well, message believers. After the prophet had experienced that, the voice said, It will only take, it will only take not church attendance, it will not take long dress. It will not take, brother, not keeping a long hair. It will take
1: perfect love. Amen.
0: Uh-huh. Amen. Are you not amazed that in our time, the devil attacks perfect love than any other thing? Because he knows that is the virtue that is required for us to enter there. <laughs> Folks, I will repeat, it will take perfect love. And brother, brother saying nothing less than perfect love will go there. I'm just reflecting on Brother Chesa. Before he preached the message, the restoration, he preached the message, reconciliation. Before he preached the reconciliation, he preached the message around the divine love among brethren. I'm just checking the messages that the brother preached. You cannot, he preached about divine love, he preached about reconciliation. And there is something that he has done that I cannot divulge on the pulpit in terms of reconciliation. And a week down the line, he dies. Do you get, what? Do you get the, the influence of the Holy Ghost upon man? Here, I'm going to close. If you've got long face and you hate people, you aren't going to get under. If you gossip about people, you undermine and belittle people, you are not going to die. The people that are going there, their hearts are bubbling with love. Because what? Nothing short of perfect love. And what is love? What is love? Love is not when, when we agree. Actually, right where you disagree, that's when you begin to show love. Hallelujah. Uh, folks, if, 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 if we want to test that we have something we've got if if i want to test that you have a car i cannot just say walk to me i will say drive to me and i will make sure that the distance will be in such a manner to prove that you drove where i am are we together because i want to test what you say you have and i I create a condition to test whether what you claim to have you have so how do you test if a person has love god creates conditions that are horrible. He creates conditions. And sometimes he will make people to mistreat you. But uh, the focus is not on them. They can even still be allowed by God to mistreat you to check that what you claim that you have is already is it there. Yes. But on that note, nothing will enter that place except a perfect love. Yes. Brother bram when he came back, he says, I looked in the dictionary. The word sublime did not even come close to that. And in closing, we have plans,
1: we have ideas,
0: we have goals, but the Bible says the Lord's purpose shall prevail. Some of you are young, you still think you are at the prime of your life, but now we hear of stories of young children at the age of 12 years, having a heart attack, collapsing on the sports field. If you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe, not tomorrow, but now, it's the right, the right time to say, I know my life. I know I'm not prepared. I mean, if we were to ask around the room and say, do you have a funeral policy? It's not, it's not a rocket scientist. You know if you have or you don't have. And if you don't have, then you need to go and have it. What more about spiritual? Are you prepared? And if you're not prepared, you know. You know yourself. Maybe this tonight is an opportunity to reflect. If you were to go by the way of grain, are you ready? The old lady in closing, while they were going to New York, while on the boat, the captain comes, announces that the boat is leaking. There's water coming into the boat. It doesn't look like We will make it in 30 minutes. Either we'll be by the shore or in 30 minutes we'll be right at the bottom of the sea. And an old lady in the boat said, Praise be to God. And the captain said, Maybe you misunderstood me. I'm saying 30 minutes from now we could be at a place of safety or in 30 minutes there could be a disaster. He says, I don't worry. What it means is that... 30 minutes from now, I've got a daughter in New York. I will be seeing my daughter. And if the boat goes down, that means in 30 minutes, I will be seeing my daughter who has crossed over. Either way, Mr. Captain, I'm prayed up. And this evening, I say, are you prayed up? God bless you richly as well. Thank you stand to ask. I want us to sing only believe, only believe. Brother Branham, he was not afraid of death. He says, brethren, when you know here that I'm gone, get the brothers to gather together and sing only believe. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. leave this evening How many believe it's not too busy tonight?
2: before you tonight and know that when we honor you Lord you, you will honor us Lord and the promise that you gave to us Lord I ask that every soul in this place Lord that we, yes. we will abide in Christ and we will remember what you did for us on the cross Lord Lord help us become that perfect yes. that perfect stature Lord that we need to be, to be with you one day Lord I ask that you bless everybody here Heal them and give them the strength, Lord. Yes. As we know every day we are, we are tested, Lord. Yes. We come before you humbly, Lord, and say yes. that without you we cannot do anything. We will have not been here if it wasn't for you, Lord. If it wasn't for your messenger. For your word, Lord, leading yes. us every day. I ask that you open our hearts and make us accepting to, yes. to your will and your perfect will, Lord. Because we know that all things work in favor of those who love God and who live within his world. I ask that you be with us tonight. Yes. Be with us who travel and give us mercy, Lord, and keep us safe. I ask that you be with brothers and sisters who, so. who are in need of you, Lord, those who have lost family. I ask that you touch them, Lord, and Let be with them. So. Give them strength and give them Help them remember that wherever their family is, where that loved one is, is with you, Lord. Because we know you save them. I ask that you be with us in the week and I ask that you bless us in what we do and that we shall do it in your honor, Lord. And that our testimony will carry what we, what we believe, Lord, and the strength that you give to us. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Right. God bless you. We lay our lives before you. God bless you richly. I uh, will see you at the wedding. Most of you and the others will see you on Sunday. Amen. Have a blessed week of what remains of it. Amen.